This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100 times your money. That's right. Turn $5 into $500 just by picking a few games. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. All you have to do is play and you're entered to win immediately $500. Pretty good deal. Use promo code SGPN for $100 deposit bonus. got a very special guest today. This is usually a show where we, it'd be the betting fantasy DFS show on a Tuesday or Monday night, but no golf this week. So we got to switch it up. I have a Nicholas award winner, Haskins award winner, first team All-American who wins the big 12 player of the year and the big 10 player of the year. Not many people can say they've done that. 2021 collegiate number one, newcomer of the year, Chris got her up. And most importantly, Jersey Shore native. Chris, thank you for joining me tonight. Happy you're here. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Thanks for having me. And uh, sorry for my, uh, you know, little weak setup here, but uh, figuring out my house here, but all good. Yeah, he's, he said he's bouncing from Oklahoma to Jersey. All good. So let's let's get right into this. I know you've done the Colton Nose's podcast where they, at the end of the thing, they do the emergency nine where they ask you a few random questions. I'm going to switch it up here. I'm going to call this the short par four, just quick, four quick hitters, not really entirely golf related. So let's get into it. You went to Oklahoma. You went to Rutgers. You've experienced games at both. What's the best spot to go after a win in Norman and in Piscataway? Just two bars. Where, where are the best spots? Um, Norman is probably uh, Logies, kind of just casual and a uh, fun spot. I like going hanging out there with the guys. And um, Nor- uh, Rutgers is definitely Queens, probably. Queens, Queens is, I knew you were going to say that. I am very familiar with Queens. Great spot. Great spot. All right. I said he's from the Jersey Shore. Another quick question. You got to rank these three bars. DJs, Jenks, Johnny Max. Um, probably Jenks, DJs, Johnny Max. Jenks is my number one bar. I totally agree with you there. Another college question. Uh, how was it transitioning your like Saturday fandom and tailgating energy from Piscataway, New Jersey to Norman, Oklahoma? I mean, that's a, that's a jump. Yeah, I mean, um, to be honest, we didn't really get to go to a whole lot of games just because golf was in that season with football. So um, I just got to be a normal fan and watch on TV. And I honestly watched as many Rutgers games as I did in Oklahoma um, that I did Oklahoma games. So um, now I have both schools to root for. So I can pick and choose my uh, I can pick and choose what who I want and what weekend. So it's a good good problem to have. Good problem to have. And finally, this is more of a golf question. What is the single, like off the top of your head, most unconscious round you've had? Like everyone as a golfer, even if you're a 20 handicap, has a round where you just feel like everything's going right. What is the single hand most unconscious round, whether that's on the tour or just playing with your boys? Um, probably, I don't know what year it was, but the Medam at Arcola. Uh, okay. Got the course record there during the tournament and uh, I bogeyed the last hole too. And, I shot nine under, I think. And that course is not like, you know, it's not hard, but it's not like that easy. I was just, I was just on one. Yeah. I'd say a course record will do it. So let's get into more of the interesting questions. We'll start it out. You just posted on Instagram. You played golf with Jim Irsay. Talk about that for a second. Like how did that come about? That was, must've been awesome. Yeah. So my agent is uh, really good friends with him and I don't know why they're good friends, but they are. And, uh, (laughs) He wanted us to come out and play his course that he just bought. Um, 
So we went out and played. It's a par 71, 8,160 yards with a 725-yard par 5. It's the most insane course ever. Um, what? But, uh, you yeah. Play, you play was, good? Uh, I mean, I played all right. I shot like 75. Uh, just, that is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it's crazy, but... Um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty insane weekend and, uh, I'm, a, I'm officially a Colts fan now. Were you, who were you a fan of before that? If you don't mind saying, I didn't, I didn't have a team before, so really? it was pretty easy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Another, another golf question. We got to touch on the Tiger Woods Bridgestone commercial. Like were the nerves through the roofs or was it like easy going? You're just playing some um, ball with Tiger it's not like you were hitting regular golf shots. You were hitting stingers with the stinger king. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, I don't want to say nerve-wracking because I, I I talked to him before, like, you know, when we were there in the morning and stuff, and I don't know. I, I'm not really one to get, like, really wrapped in, but that was different just because it's him, and yeah, he's, like, the reason why I play golf probably. But um, I'm happy it was a stinger rather than, like, drivers because – uh, stinger, you just hit it as hard as you want into the ground. Yeah. For me, that's kind of how. Still oh, got you. Cut out. Let it catch up for a second. We got you. You good? Where do you want me to pick back up here? No, you're good. So we basically, I just wanted to, one more thing about that tiger thing. Yeah. Was it, was it intimate or like, was there like other people there? Cause the commercial was obviously just you two. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of people there. Like the way it was done was so like, it was basically me, tiger, Jason day, Lexi Thompson, couples, uh, Kuchar. I feel like I'm missing someone else, but, um, just, just a casual group. Yeah. No big Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty wild. They have a pretty small like team, but um, it was pretty sweet. But uh, yeah, the um, it was it was cool. You know, you have all the cameras and stuff, and all the people at Bridgestone. They're obviously watching, watching. Uh, you know, all of us do our thing. But it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's a cool group to be a part of that Bridgestone team. So a little bit. I feel like this is a good transition into the next question. Have you had that like wow moment on the tour? Like, oh my god, I'm playing golf next to this guy, or just I'm talking about like in a round what your first your first one like shit I'm playing on the same course as X golfer and if so who was it um I don't know I I mean when I played with Ricky that was Sunday at 3am and that was pretty like you know there was a bunch of people following us and obviously because of Ricky but um I honestly have become like kind of friendly with some of these guys just through whether it's Oklahoma or through my agency and so I don't really get too like wound up in, you know, all these guys. Cause they're really, I mean, other than Tiger, he's, you know, obviously different, but like different. You know, most of them are pretty, pretty normal guys. They're just good at golf. Right. Right. Uh, sweet. So Chris, you came from the corn Ferry tour last season. Talk a little bit about the corn Ferry tour grind. Cause it's a different style of golf. You got to get to 25 under damn near every week. You got to pedal down. And I know that doesn't always suit everyone's game. So how is that playing just balls to the wall, birdie, 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 every whole style of golf week in, week out? Yeah, it's, it's probably more mentally exhausting than anything. I mean, you really just have to like, you know, you have to bring it every week. Like you said, um, you know, 20 under might not get you a top 10 some weeks which is insane. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think my style of golf is, 
is better for you know you know to win 12 under wins um but you know i think it's probably also for the best that i learned how to play this way a little bit too with you know each week you know you need to just let it rip um i'm definitely probably more of a conservative aggressive aggressively conservative player but um yeah i mean i'm happy happy i got through it all but it was a it was a long year and um happy to have some time off and just kind of refocus and resettle here yeah definitely a good year number one in driving distance i think number seven in greens and regulation and then in the top like 35 in putting which is check it a bunch of boxes you're definitely doing a lot of right the right things and you clearly made your way to the next tour so um talking about the next tour the pj tour is there any courses or events that you haven't played yet that you're specifically looking forward to playing this x course or event yeah i think i'm excited i mean i haven't looked at the schedule too much to be honest i mean i played all the summer ones last year um travelers is great that's one of my favorites um but I think I, you know, out of the early ones that I know, um, I'm probably excited for Farmers at Torrey Pines. Hell yeah! Because that course, course like, that course is sick, and um, yeah, I, I like playing golf on the West Coast too. So um, yeah, that's probably my number one right now that I'm excited for. We we need you down in Palm Beach. We need you at the Honda because that's that's my hometown event now. So that would be sick to see to see you there Great. and the rest of the Florida swing. All right, so are you a uh, a goal setter. I know a lot of guys on tour set X amount of accolades or goals they want to set for a year. Do you have, or are you more of like a goal, go with the flow guy? Uh, I'm, I'm not a goal setter. I mean, I have things in my head that I would like to do and, you know, stuff like that. But I, I feel like I'm pretty, like, I don't need that to get motivated for what I'm doing. So I, I feel like I'm pretty good at, you know, getting fired up for each week and taking each week for what it's worth. Sweet. So us as sports betters, well, not us, me, I'm talking my, my guys uh, at SGPN, super into the data, super into the trends. Do you have any like data analyst team or stuff like that? You're looking at stats. How often are you looking at strokes gain, stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough on Corn Ferry because the, the stats really aren't as good. I mean, PGA towards next level stuff. Um, right. So it'll be easier to tell this year, but I mean, for me, I've been playing so long and I know my game well enough to where like, I can tell, I can tell you like after a round, I can tell you what, you know, what is wrong and what is right and you know, what I need to work on. Right. So, um, it's little stuff like that, but with, with the PJ tour next year, I'll definitely have a little bit more of a chance to dig deeper into some stats and, um, you know, fine tune some stuff. Talking about like knowing your game, what are your, what would you say your biggest strength and biggest weaknesses in, in golf? Or I wouldn't, you wouldn't say you had a weakness, you're a professional golfer, but obviously there's things you want to get better. Everyone does. Well, what was your thing you can rely on on a bad day and thing you thing you need to like maybe get better? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it's funny if you asked me that a year ago, my answer would probably be different, but um, I think right now my putting is probably my best um best aspect uh it's one i've worked the hardest on and um, i'm definitely still a good driver of the golf ball but um i I gotta work on that a little bit more and i think for me short game short game stuff is probably the most um not difficult but like i'm not as you know i don't i don't feel like i can get up and down from everywhere at the moment like i feel like i still have a very good chance but you know um there's definitely some room for improvement there that's that's good to hear that you feel like your putting is uh, improving. 
was your first few starts uh, when you got those uh, exemptions onto the tour, was it super noticeable, like how much harder it was to putt on the PGA tour versus like in a college event? Cause I guess green speed stuff like that. Was it a noticeable difference? Um, no, because you know, at Oklahoma, you know, we were playing PGA tour courses, right. you know, pretty much like, so it wasn't too crazy. The only difference is, you know, you just have a lot more people watching you when you're playing for real on PGA tour rather than college. But, um, no, I don't think that was the, I don't think, I, you know, honestly, I struggled in school with putting too. And, um, and when I first came out, it definitely wasn't my, my strength. So, uh, I worked pretty hard on it and, um, I think it's, you know, obviously I think the stats show too, but I think it's in a way better place than, um, you know, when I first came out. I mean, you, you won at East Lake in college. That's basically, that's literally the tour championship. So like, you you know how it was done. All right. How did you think, I mean, you play golf your whole life. You grew up playing elite golf on the Georgia shore, playing at Rutgers. Did you know that you had this skill set? Not less, not necessarily being good enough. I'm saying like the, the bomber style of golf, the skill set to succeed in the modern style of golf. Did you think you had that or knew you had that? Yeah, I wouldn't say like I knew it, you know, in the like, in the way that, you, you know, you kind of said it where like, you know, the modern golf game, like I, I didn't really care about golf all that much. You know, I, I liked it, but like I played other sports and, um, you know, I, it wasn't my like priority in my life. Um, but I always hit it far because I grew up playing at my course at home and I was always playing with guys that were way older than me when I was younger and they would hit it way further than me. And I would just probably try to swing as hard as possible to catch up to them. Um, so that's probably the main reason why I learned. So I definitely, you know, was a little out of control with it at the start and I was able to hone it in a little bit, but nice to start, um, you know, start that way and then work backwards kind of thing. So talking about the golf course at home, what's your, I guess, top three courses? Actually, I'm just going to say like favorite course in Monmouth and Ocean County because I want to keep it local. Um, I don't know what county it's in, but my favorite's Hollywood for sure. Um, Hollywood, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's in, it's in Deal. It's, uh, okay. it's, it's my, it might be the best course in New Jersey that no one really knows really? about. Um, that's my, that's my number one for sure. Wow. I've, I, it's, it must be, is it super private? It's got to be. I think so. I, I, we played a tournament there and that's the only time I've really played it, but it's, uh, it's sick. Sick. And also I want to talk about your, your golf swing for a second. Cause, uh, if you're looking, even if you're not a golf swing guy, uh, just, or even a golf fan, you watch Chris Goddard up on the range. You can tell how much faster his lower half moves than like so many guys. Was your, was it always like that? Or when you were learning how to play golf, the, the, whoever taught you like emphasize the hips, the hips, the hips. Cause you, Fast, dude. Fucking fast. So why yeah. is it like that? I don't really know. I, I, I wish I had an answer for you, but I don't like, I think it's, I think it's kind of from lacrosse a little bit. Um, Cause that's definitely a similar, like kind of snap motion. Um, and I think, I think it's kind of just, you know, like I said, when I was, when I was young and I would just take the club back as long as I could, I, I needed to kind of snap my lower half to, get the club back down um but i really i mean i really don't even think about it um yeah it's, it's kind of just a natural natural thing and i mean i definitely work out and and you know do stuff for speed but like i think it's kind of just you know you, you're born with it and you figure it out or 
it's hard to you know i don't think about it so i can't teach someone about it you know yeah, you and you and Gordon Sargent have some of the craziest lower half movement I've ever seen. I'm sure you've seen his golf swing. It's like watching you two swing is unreal. Um, have you played with him before? Yeah, we actually oh, played in the NCAA's. Oh, yeah. That was that was that was a that was a fun one. All right, let's talk about the John Deere Classic final round in the mix. Nerves through the roof, or how was that experience? Um, first hole, definitely nervous. Um, you know, I, I think that course, I, I was pretty settled into it and, uh, the last, the last three holes I was, I was feeling it for sure. And, um, definitely 18 just cause that hole's so tricky. And, and then once I hit a great drive, uh, I really drove it. I mean, I was driving it so good that week. I really wasn't that nervous. Um, you know, anywhere I hit it, it was, it was good. So, uh, makes the game easier that way. But yeah, I mean, definitely nervous, but. I really didn't have much to lose, so um, you know that's kind of just how I rolled with it that week. I don't remember if it was there or not another course. It was a drivable par four. You put it to like four feet. I was like, "What the fuck?" That was that was nuts. Um, what was I gonna say yeah. about that event? Was it that? Was it there? I can't remember. I hit. I I made an eagle there out of par four, but I made like a sixty footer. Yeah, that that was nuts. Um, what was I gonna say about that that event? Um, I, I forgot, but let's talk about your U S open experience. Cause that must've been cool. How was that? Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. That was, I mean, I'm trying to think I played, so I played in Canada and then I played, it might've been, I might've gone from, I might've gone from Canada to the U S open. I think I did. So I missed a cut in Canada. Um, and then I came down there and playing in my first major and my, and that was my actual first, uh, the first cut I made as a pro was the U.S. Open, so um, that was definitely a huge, huge week for me. Just you know, kickstarting everything. But um, yeah, I mean, the course was insane. I stayed with a family friend uh, who lived right there, so it made everything super easy. And we had we had a lot of fun that week. I mean, you know, we were going out to dinners in Boston, and uh, you know, it was pretty casual, which I I usually play better when I'm like doing stuff like that um, and right. kind of more normal life, but. Yeah, it was, I mean, the amount of people there that were on Monday, it was, you know, five, six people deep on a Monday, pro, uh, you know, practice round at 9 a.m. and I'm just playing with my friends. So, um, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's a different animal, the U.S. Open for sure. And Hell yeah. the course was amazing. I, I, it was awesome. And, uh, you know, a lot of my family and friends were there, so it was really cool. What I was going to say about that, John Deere, was the guy that said, thank you, you cashed me a nice top five ticket, so... <laughs> That yeah, was go. awesome. Um, okay, a few more questions before we wrap it up because we don't want to keep you too long. But you play with a lot of family and friends. You said, "What's like the biggest taper fault you see with amateur golfers, twelve handicaps?" That like is something that you could say like you guys are all doing the same thing. What 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 can you fix? I would say that I see a lot of guys like you know if they have two hundred yards in and they um, you know, they don't, they can't hit the green. Like, let's say you, you know, you know, you can get it somewhere up there, but like, I would say there's a lot of guys that make double from green side and hitting it in a really bad spot. Then if you hit it to, you know, 80 yards out and just took your medicine and, you know, worst case you walk out of there with a five or something, um, kind of just more knowing when to, you know, take your medicine and, uh, not doing too much. I yeah. Think, yeah. All right, two more questions before we get you out of here. 
hardest course, hardest golf course you've ever played with your friends on the tour, just the hardest course. What was it this past weekend? Like what was the hardest? Course? <laughs> yeah, it might've been, it might've been the past weekend, but honestly, um, the course I'm a member at now, uh, Oak tree national in Oklahoma okay. is, is top five hardest, you know, courses in the country probably. And, um, you know, if it's, if it's relatively windy, it's, I don't know if there's a harder course in the country. Damn. All right. Final question. Moment of truth. Where are you starting on the PGA tour this season? Where will we see you on your first start? As of right now, it's the Sony open in Hawaii, which is like second week of January. Maybe. Um, I, I haven't looked at it too much yet. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's the first one as of right now. Sweet. Well, Chris, thank you for thank you for joining me. If you guys don't don't follow Chris on socials, definitely go do that, and you will definitely see him on leaderboards very soon. Dude hits it a mile, and he can make birdies. It, he's gonna have a great season, Chris. Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. You got it, Matt. Thanks.